Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. Coming up on the show today, we will discuss the sad passing of Lionheart. We'll talk about the BT Sport deal with WWE, the state of British wrestling and Download Plus. Adam Cole, baby, is on the show. This is all coming up on the Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, all that coming up, plus some massive AEW news, all out, selling out, packs replacement confirmed for Fighter Fest. We've got the G1 block announced for New Japan, a ring of big Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up next weekend. So we're going to do a bit of a double show this week. Today, Adam Cole, the leader of the Undisputed Era, uh, joining us at Download Festival. And then we do another show tomorrow where we'll preview Stomping Ground and we'll speak to Matt Riddle as well. Uh, joining me on the line is John Jackson. Morning, John. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, Willie. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all, pal. Not bad at all. Uh, yeah, just uh, obviously a, a horrendous day for British wrestling yesterday as Adrian McCallum uh, Lionheart passed away at the age of just 36, current ICW World Heavyweight Champion. You know, we people will have known him from World of Sport. He did house shows for WWE and TNA and, and of course was a very early guest here on our show. Uh, it was uh, yeah, a real genuine shock when we found out about this yesterday and, and John, you spoke to him when he spoke to our show and just a, just a lovely, lovely man. He was, and uh, I don't even remember which event we were previewing now, and it, to be fair, it doesn't really matter. Um, we, we talked about everything in his career. We talked about the sort of uh, famous story with AJ Styles and the animosity that, that still remained with them at the time when we did the interview and uh, when AJ Styles... Um, I, I can't even remember. It was, a, it was a botched Styles clash, wasn't it, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that broke his neck and um, how he didn't feel that AJ was, was all that caring going forward after and um you know we talked about that we talked about um his sort of career in in wrestling and i think looking at the tributes that we've seen already that the one thing that i would say is the theme is that everyone just said what a, what a helpful and pleasant man he was um i think as a wrestler and as certainly as a sort of new wrestler coming into wrestling um you need those figures around you and it seems that the wrestling the british wrestling scene um, has those people, you know, like people like Doug Williams and um, sort of people that have just been there and done it. And and obviously Adrian wasn't even that old, but it seems like he was sort of took younger wrestlers under his wing and was was a bit of a mentor to them. Um, and, you know, even even I sort of know people that that knew him from around the around the locker room who just worked on these shows, you know, just being sort of ring staff or um, filming events. And again, everyone just reflects the same thing. They just said that Adrian was just the nicest man and, you know, always had time for people and was just an incredibly pleasant human being, as well as obviously being, you know, an incredible wrestler who who had a very bright future ahead of him. And, you know, obviously being the ICW champion was, um, 
was the sort of pinnacle of what he'd done so far, really. And look, you, you see it from everyone, from those who have moved on from the UK scene or into WWE, people like Paige, people like Pete Dunne, people like Will Ospreay, all talking about their experiences of him. We'll obviously want to work with him on World of Sport, whether it's the promoters, whether it's, you know, not that anyone would ever have a bad word to say about somebody the day that they pass away, but our, our limited interactions with him were always absolutely wonderful and you know there's been a lot said about his final tweet and what that could mean and obviously more will come out over the coming days but you know if there is anything related to his final tweet and anything to do with mental health etc we obviously absolutely implore anyone who's going through anything similar to to seek out help because uh, you know if it is something along those lines as you can see you can give an outward facade of of being happy healthy and everything and and it's not that way like you say that's not confirmed at the moment but that's what the final tweet he put out suggested so if for any reason that was the case then then you know do everything you can to to get help if you need it and uh yeah our, our thoughts and hopes out to everyone his family his friends everyone involved in icw and beyond because he was a just a lovely lovely man uh, right so coming up on the show today we do have uh, our interview with adam cole the leader of the undisputed era that we did at download festival uh, we'll talk about there's some AEW news some new japan news some ring of honor news we'll have all of that coming up as well and on the next show we'll do our kind of indie round the grounds and our um and, and our stomping grounds preview uh, as well uh, but to kick off let's talk about uh, this bt sports deal because we had it finally confirmed this morning something we'd suspected for some time but wwe and bt Sport today announced a new multi-year exclusive TV agreement that will make WWE's weekly flagship programming available live in the UK and Ireland on BT Sport beginning January 2020. So Monday Night Raw and as it will be Friday Night Smackdown will be coming exclusively live to BT Sport. They will also be offering uh, the day after primetime replays of both of those shows in full and shortened two-hour and one-hour versions of the two respective shows. So Look, this is something like we said that was uh, that was speculated on a while ago and, and was almost expected. Some of the reaction, John, has been people being negative because they already pay for Sky. That's already a relationship that they have. But you know, from what we understand of it, the relationship with Sky had been breaking down over time. They weren't happy about the WWE Network, the amount of pay per view buys that was taking away from them equally we understood that NXT UK that product want they wanted that to be on Sky to the extent that there were even rumours that Vince McMahon himself had travelled out to the UK to come and have conversations with Sky about it that never ended up happening it was it ended up being network only and you know just it kind of felt like this was inevitable eventually can you understand why there's a bit of fan backlash against this yeah, I mean, it just mirrors when uh, European football went to BT Sport, really, doesn't it? Because I guess if you're subscribing to one service and suddenly that thing that you subscribe to that service for as as either a majority or a sort of, you know, a, a, one of the main reasons you, uh, you subscribe to it suddenly disappears, you're obviously going to be angry. Um, I think several years on now from the, the European football going to BT Sport, a lot of people, have, you know, it's died down. Um I think BT Sport is a lot easier to to watch these days. Um, it was a little bit tricky at first, but now with you know like things like um, Amazon Fire Sticks and TVs having 
apps and things like that. I think BT Sport is a lot more obtainable. It's um, it's also free if you've got Virgin on a decent sized package. It's also yeah. free if you're with I think EE and there's another network that offer you BT Sport free as an app. Like you say, they've got through stuff like the Fire Stick. They do very cheap subscriptions to it. If you want it in HD on your Skybox, it's quite expensive because Sky set a price that makes you want to <laughs> subscribe to Sky Sports essentially. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to access BT Sport for six pounds a month for eight pounds a month for for money that if you want to watch raw and smackdown live in hd it is possible to do it on the cheap i mean me personally as a virgin tv subscriber uh, i'm pleased because i will get to watch it in hd week in week out i can record it on my box and watch it when i get home but i can understand there'll be some people who have their existing deals and might find that frustrating it's six months yeah there's time to figure something out we can go into the the tricky side of uh, how telecommunications and uh, streaming TV and all that is uh, is going to change. And I weirdly a week ago was chatting to um, I won't name him, but someone that we know from behind the scenes of WWE. And I I quizzed him on this because obviously there's lots of rumours, and he wouldn't tell me anything even off the record. Um, but we did talk about how um, you know I was at the launch for the Amazon Premier League stuff, and I was saying that now. With Sky, you need to have a dish and you need to have, you know, if you want to have fibre in, you've got to have it installed and all that. And when you've got people like BT and you've got people like Amazon and, and others, and Netflix and whatever, you don't need all that hardware now. You can just, you know, it's either it could be even on your TV on an app like your mobile phone. So it's kind of just kind of, kind of how the industry is going. But I can totally understand why people would be annoyed. But I'm quite, I quite like the fact they say here that they're going to partner across digital and social media platforms, creating new content for fans. So I'm hoping that, you know, as part of this deal, there will be more access to talent. There will be, um, you know, wh- how good would it, would it be if BT Sport did some kind of WWE spin-off show? Um, I know a lot of the um, American networks um, have like they have the sort of half an hour wrestling show, you know, similar to this podcast, but you know, like a TV show where they'll they'll talk about it, especially being partners with WWE. Well, so, certainly, that's um, what Fox Sports One are going to be doing, and then there's yeah. rumours that Renee Young's going to be hosting it, and already that sounds more like they're along the lines of what they're trying to legitimise it as a sport almost. So, yeah, yeah so absolutely. The ideal thing is that BT Sport give me, you and Al a call, and they say, <laughs> guys, we love the show, um, why don't you do it on TV and we'll throw a little cash your way. You've got to drop uh, a few pounds before January, but otherwise we're all good. We're all <laughs> yeah, in. Between, between you, you've got to lose 40 stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think actually it's positive that there is still enough of a lust for WWE that almost this didn't have to go to free-to-air TV. I know that sounds derogative, but WWE want to be on that pay TV model. We have AEW coming to ITV4, which is massive, and they just announced that Fighter Fest is going to be a- available on the Fights TV app. I think it is for nine ninety nine, which isn't mm-hmm. you know free like it is in the states through Bleacher Report. And I'm sure if you've got a VPN and can figure that out, you can sort that out yourself. But like. I think there's still plenty of reason to be positive. And somebody said to not include, somebody said to us on our, our Twitter feed when we, uh, when we tweeted about this saying not including NXT and NXT UK is, is a dreadful move. I would suggest don't assume that that's, it was Graham Williamson who tweeted that. I was going to say I wouldn't assume that that is definitely not going to be happening. I would, yeah. I'd suggest that this is an initial announcement, but the long-term hope of at least WWE, and to be fair, I imagine BT Sport as well, if they want to get the most out of this deal, is that they'll want NXT UK on their station as well, which will mean finding a primetime slot for it at 8pm on a Wednesday, you know, on BT Sport 3, on on, on BT Sport 2, or wherever it might be, 
it'd be fantastic if you can get that level of access again in HD off the network on TV. And, and talking of NXT UK, um, you know, we've just been at Download Festival. Me and Al went for the Saturday. I stayed for the Sunday as well. It was a brilliant couple of days of wrestling. And from what I understand, the, the Friday was really fantastic as well. The crowd was so hot through the two days I was there throughout. And I think that's really going to translate on TV. I know last night's show was was the first show from Download, included the women's uh, Battle Royale from Friday, for example. But... It was really, really positive. What, like, we also found out over this weekend that NXT UK and Cardiff in that 5,000-seat arena, which we'd speculated was going to be a problem, is very close to selling out on the Sunday and on the Saturday, sorry, which is the actual takeover event itself, and that they're very happy with the Sunday sales as well. And if they, just if they sell out that Saturday event, 5,000 people, it's a slightly, slightly smaller arena than Royal Albert Hall, but Royal Albert Hall didn't sell out, even close to. The top tier was entirely closed. If they can sell that out on the same day that New Japan are in London and that people are going to be staying up for AEW as well and that there's Wales Island in town, like these are all showing just how healthy the scene is in the UK even with WWE UK or NXT UK, which some people thought might be a hindrance to the scene. Oh, yeah, I was totally sceptical, and I know we discussed it a lot on one of the shows that, you know, really, are they going to... I remember when we first heard about it, and I was in... um... I was in that place up north, which I won't mention because they're not paying me. They're not, they're not paying me. They only pay me for that one show. Um, I, I remember saying to you guys, "Well, I wonder where it'll be. I wonder if it'll be at like uh, St David's Hall or the University Hall or whatever, and they'll make it, you know, nice and uh, nice and uh, what would you call it? Not compact. What's the word? Nice and intimate. That's the one. Intimate. Um, I was thinking, oh, maybe they'll do that. And then, yeah, they went with Motor, Motor Point Arena. I was like, oh. That could be a problem. But yeah, like, um, you know, our sources have told us that it's pretty much 90% sold out. So I'm wrong. Like, obviously, they've done their research on this. So, you know, hats off to them. Turns Um, out British people bloody love wrestling. Oh, don't they just? Certainly just. It's quite lucky. It's quite lucky that otherwise we'd have to do a podcast about like Love Island or something terrible. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm, and I'm sure the event will be really good. And I would imagine for, you know, for that event, there'll be a, a few surprises. They'll probably bring over some of their uh, NXT sort of US-based stars. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now looking forward to sort of hearing who's going to be on the bill. Well, look, it was a massive point of conversation this weekend, not just during the interviews, which you're going to hear over the next two weeks with, we've got Adam Cole coming in a moment, Matt Riddle on our next show, and then all of Imperium, including Alexander Wolf, who's obviously just come out of SmackDown with Sanity and, and moved back into the NXT system with NXT UK. But the consistent theme was people wanting to have NXT and NXT UK working cross brand they wanted to come here and face people they wanted you know title bouts for uk belts and vice versa they wanted that to happen and and whilst they were exclusively dark matches throughout the weekend we saw adam cole Shayna baszler matt riddle all in action all really impressing across the weekend all getting incredible reactions from the crowd as well um you know we had adam cole and zach gibson which was a great match matt riddle over the two days faced james drake one day and i'm trying to remember who he faced on the day before but it was um I can remember he had two absolute bangers. Shayna Baszler against Deonna Perazzo for the NXT title, which, spoiler warning, Shayna Baszler won uh, in a dark match. 
uh, Diana Parazzo really, really impressed me. So the the, yeah. the and we also had you know Cassius Ono came over, Eric Buges came over. Did oh he, yes, he so judged the air guitar I, competition as part of it. So when I went to when I went to the um, performance center, he was doing. They were showing off like what a promo class looks like, and he was kind of I think working on the early stages of this character that he does there. Uh, and he was doing it with Lacey Evans. And I remember watching it and just thinking, this guy is insane. But I couldn't leave the room. Like Everyone else kind of walked off. They wanted to go and see the proper performance centre. And I stayed and watched with another guy. And we were just watching this guy doing his promos. And um, as much as I don't particularly like, that's sort of like the sillier characters in wrestling, I really, I really warmed to him. So... I'm quite gutted that you got to see him in a muddy field in Derbyshire. He was he was really good fun, and he, like I said, he he also hosted the air guitar championships, <laughs> where they had actual legitimate world air guitar champions and stuff there. So do you know, it was just a really fun weekend, and we got to bump into a lot of the guys when they weren't working. Uh, Mark Andrews and uh, Mike uh, Wildboar Hitchman breaking into the press area to steal the free beer. <laughs> I don't care, I'll top him in. Um, had a really good chat with Jimmy Havoc, who was there on the Sunday to see Tool, obviously not involved in the UK shows, although he did joke with me, it was kind of like, if I didn't have as much respect for my friends who were all taking part in this event, I absolutely would go and take a front row seat knowing that it's being filmed for TV. Like, can you imagine if Jimmy <laughs> Havoc turned up front row on NXT UK? He he would be moved on, wouldn't he? They they have someone be like, oh, sorry, that's fine. I reckon so. Yeah. Like when you hear about people wearing like t-shirts with inappropriate stuff on, it'd be one I of the think... one of the progress guys would have to come from out the back and be like, Jimmy, come on. I would love it. No, I'd love it if Jimmy Havoc went in disguise. Not only not as not as terrible <laughs> as Enzo did in that uh, Survivor Series, but I think yeah, if you had Jimmy Havoc there, like a blonde wig on, looking like some kind of geek looking like tom DeLong in that one blink 182 video i can't remember which one it is i think that'd have been hilarious and then they didn't know and they filmed the whole thing and then afterwards he tweeted a picture of himself going and you know enjoy nxt uk and they have to then have the headache of how do we edit jimmy havoc sat there in the front row where everyone knows it's jimmy havoc out but it uh, didn't happen so you know, no, no it didn't he, he was respectful <laughs> he stayed away he said like I watched, a, I watched a little bit from the back um yeah, I had a really lovely chat with him, actually. He's he's currently going between the US and, and the UK, but moves out to, to Florida permanently full-time in uh, in July. Said he wanted to be there so that he could be near his mates who are at NXT, uh, at NXT, because, as we've heard from Tony Khan now on the Stone Cold podcast, AEW wants it a TV prospect, is going to be touring a la WWE around the country and internationally. They're not planning to just keep it in a single base, which I thought was really yeah. interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jimmy was saying that you know he was just really happy he was really happy with the fact that they used him in that additional segment when um uh, when the mjf interrupted the unveiling of the belt with bret hart that he was used there in addition to in the battle royale which gave you know that bit of extra legitimacy and he said like he said to them i'm not here to be a main eventer be in the title picture just give me good stories and i'll get involved and that's what it seems to be going with him and and yeah i was really really pleased for him really happy for him so and we saw and we saw a bunch of the other guys i'll tell you a matt riddle story on tomorrow's show but should, should we hear from <laughs> is, is it that matt riddle story <laughs> it's about? it's that matt riddle story i will tell the i will tell the suitable for podcast version Amazing. Oh, honestly, if you're listening now, make sure you download that second podcast because I, I had to stop what I was doing when Will told me the Matt Riddle story. 
Uh, right, so let's get to the other big US NXT star they did offer up for uh, for interview, Adam Cole, who we chatted to. It was a rare break in the weather on the Saturday. It was sunny outside, and we got these lovely wicker chairs set up. You can see the videos on our Twitter page, and we'll put it the full thing delightful. on YouTube as well. And then with about two questions to go, it just started to spit, just started to rain, and then we ended up having to do the rest of the interviews inside for the rest of the day. But this was a sat outside. You'll hear metal in the background. You'll hear the sights and sound of Download Festival and our chat with Adam Cole, baby. So at Download Festival, it's not raining right now, which is useful considering we're out and exposed Thank in the elements. God. <laughs> uh, and we're here with the NXT champion, Adam Cole. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> great to be here. Uh, how you doing, man? How are you enjoying being back over in the UK? I'm doing great. I had such a blast the first time I came to Download Fest. So getting to come here again, all these people, a lot of people listening to music, a lot of people coming to watch wrestling. It's a lot of fun. It's a really, really good time. Are you? Uh, what's it like for you being in front of this crowd here like the metal crowd big wrestling crowd as well what's the reaction been like well it's very typical to me even though the the scenery is different the uk fans are all pretty similar and pretty awesome by that the the chanting and uh, the creative ways they come up with with making noise is a lot of fun and it's the same way here it's just in an open area with a lot more people with the uh with the baby thing which al of course had to shout as we did it uh, we saw you when you were at Royal Albert Hall and it was crazy over there. I think back to like when you first came out in Brooklyn, first time for NXT. Yeah. And it worked first time you did it in front of a crowd. Like, how, how, like what was that moment like? Man? That was so cool because that was not planned. Uh, that was one of those situations where I had an idea of what I was going to do to close everything. But then based on how the audience reacted, how positive they were, when I got to the top of the ramp, I'm like, screw it I'm gonna do it see what happens and uh, they all did it with me and that was one of my favorite feelings in the entire world and now it's gotten even bigger being on WWE's platform and seeing how many people are doing it it's so silly in the best way possible <laughs> like this was the Adam Cole Bebe thing is something I've been doing like for almost 10 years now and what was like the genesis like what made you start doing it so I saw truth be told I saw Joey Matthews uh, Joey Mercury in WWE yes. uh he was wrestling an independent show in, in Maryland for MCW, it was called. And uh, he was beating a guy up, and then he just kept turning to the camera and going, Joey Matthews! And then he'd go back to him, and he'd go, Joey Matthews! Over and over again. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. For people who don't know his name, everyone's going to remember it by the end. So uh, I decided to add baby to it, and I used to say it like that, baby. And then it got more and more obnoxious and turned into B-A-Y, B-A-Y, <laughs> Bay. But yeah, the first like six or seven years I did it, no one would do it. They'd boo me. Uh, they hated it. And then for some reason, somewhere along the line, they decided that the, they wanted to do it with me. <laughs> the UK yeah. certainly decided it, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You sit here with the NXT title. Yeah. Uh, been on a crazy run rate, uh, lately, and the Undisputed Era is still going strong. Oh, That's yeah. the delight of many fans it was teased of course right that there was friction um, for yourself are you kind of you know what storylines are storylines but are you sure. thinking go on well, I hope we stay together like and, and even for the main roster you'd prefer to go with everyone 100% mm. it, and, and I know that, that Roddy, Bobby and Kyle feel the exact same way mm. I know in wrestling there comes a time when most likely factions or groups of people are going to split but uh we have so much left to do i feel uh with the undisputed era i'm having a blast all three of those guys are my absolute best friends i, I feel like what 
we have is really special, and I feel like a lot of fans feel that way too. So there, there's just so much left on the table to do, and if it were up to me, uh, the Undisputed Era never breaks up. That's, that was the phrase I was going to use to go on the main roster. There'd be so much left on the table so if you much. split up before that. Right. So much to do. Exactly. We, we spoke with Roddy out in, in New York, and Kyle came over to do the Progress shows recently. Both said basically the same thing Undisputed Era yeah. can't have them breaking up at any point but I'm intrigued you did Bullet Club before you come to WWE Undisputed Era now do you think like faction wrestling should be something we see more of maybe on the main roster because it does so well like it just gets so over with people absolutely I mean I, I think especially now uh, just seeing how attached uh, audience members get to factions they love when a group of guys are together and you can tell the camaraderie's there you can tell the fun is there and uh, again, yeah, they just love it. Like you said, with Bullet Club. Uh, but me personally, I've been in factions pretty much my whole career. Like I was in the Kingdom and Ring of Honor before the Bullet Club, then Bullet Club, now the Undisputed Era. And it's so much fun creatively as a performer to be able to uh, play off of your opponent or, or sorry, play off uh, the guys in your group. Um, but I, I absolutely think you don't want too many because then it, then it loses its uh, specialness. But definitely factions in wrestling the, can be a very beneficial thing. Another thing I thought about NXT, uh, and I've argued this on many occasions, of course there's a high quality of wrestling all around the world at the moment, yep. Japan and, and whatever you like. Right now I think it's the best it's yeah, ever been, I by do the way. Too. I do too. Crazy. Um, yep. for, for me, though, I would argue that takeovers are the best show, quality-wise, top to bottom, in the world. Can you just talk to us about why you think it's so special, like how that happens, and perhaps Triple H, like him at the helm of that, how it trickles downwards maybe from him what, what what is it that makes him so special sure first of all i absolutely agree with you and that's not just because i work for nxt i do think top to bottom bell to bell nxt is the best wrestling show on the planet right now um i think it's a lot of factors as to why it's clicking so well uh <clears throat> excuse me um first and foremost is the attachment the fans have to nxt uh again they're just as rowdy as any rowdy wrestling fan base there is. They make a ton of noise. They're on fire for two and a half, three hours. And, and more importantly, they're so supportive of NXT that they have their minds made up before the show even starts that it's going to be awesome. And you can feel that. You can feel that. So when they go in with that attitude of this is going to be great, it just puts that vibe out kind of in the room. And then, of course, the group of wrestlers, we go out and, and just try to have the absolute best match that we possibly can. All of us uh, who are wrestling against each other and with each other, we've known each other for a really, really long time. We all think about wrestling the exact same way. We all have that mentality of let's have the absolute best match that we can. And I just think it's a combination of all those things, all those stars aligning that makes makes TakeOver so special. Of, of course, absolutely. That's even uh, probably the most important factor. I mean, uh, two of the greatest to ever do it, uh, you know, passing down knowledge, letting us try things with trial and error, just, uh, just being involved in helping NXT and us as individuals progress and learn and grow as everything goes forward. I want to know about that camaraderie because it's not just you guys in Undisputed Era. Like, we were here backstage last year and you had all of you guys. Ricochet was here uh, Tommy, uh, Alistair Black was here. You had the British Strong Style guys. And everyone, it was like guys who'd all known each other and worked together for 10, 15 years. But suddenly, you'd all come over to this huge company together at the same time. Yeah. Do you think that's one of the things that's helped make it so special? That is the same guys that have been working for years, but suddenly you've got this platform. Absolutely. Like, like to speak more personally on, on that, uh, 
it's it's a big reason I think the Undisputed Era itself works so well. Because coming in to WWE NXT, it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of eyes on you. It's new. It's different. A bunch of people that you don't know. But immediately I was thrown with, with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, guys who I'd been working with for years. So you get to share the pressure together. You get to share the success together. And it makes those moments feel even more special because you're doing it with friends. So, again, the camaraderie in the locker room is not... Oh, we want this guy to fail because then it opens up a spot for us. It's everyone wants everyone to do awesome. It's funny what you said earlier about uh, the fans going there with a vibe that, you know, it's going to be special. Mm -hmm. And I think, in a way, you could argue it's like the equity you guys have built up from just a show after show after show. Um, How do you, you know, the NXT brand, though, they, they almost can't stop building do you know what I mean right, right. And, and it's getting to the point where Triple H is like hang on it's like a real third brand isn't it sure sure well I, I think what's going to keep us going is now the attachment to the characters mm-hmm. uh, the emotional investment in the character I think a big as much as I hated it <laughs> I think Johnny Gargano winning the NXT championship in New York was so special because the fans had followed his journey for that long yeah. um, so of course they know they're going to get really exciting, innovative, hard-hitting, just great pro wrestling. But I think what keeps them invested is, again, the, the weekly television show or the attachment to the individual characters being thrown in different situations. I was there for the two out of three falls in New York. We were okay. both there for the ladder match in New Orleans as well. Oh. Like, incredible matches in terms of, yeah, they've got the crowd over and everything. But sure. I think about that night as well with Gargano and Champa just incredible storytelling right how much like creative are you given when if you're going into a match in nxt sure how much creativity do you have over we know we've got 25 minutes and we're going to do what we we're going to call it there and it's going to be our match or are you fed quite a lot of stuff from those guys again one of the coolest things about nxt is we have a ton of creative liberties to to kind of come up with the story and the vision that we have for the match. Uh, you know, of course, there's input and there's advice given and there's suggestions or, you know, we need something this way. We need it done this way. But generally speaking, like myself and Gargano, we we come up with that match. We decide, hey, let's do this. And then if we're stumped on a little area, then, you know, someone will chime in and try to come up with a, another cool way to take another dip or uh, make the match and make the story more exciting. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do have a lot of freedom, which is great. Just on that, I showed that a friend of mine who hadn't been a wrestling fan for 10 years. We watched the last takeover with you and Johnny. Yeah. And... It was. It happened to be the night where it was the Champions League final and then a massive boxing fight the same night. And basically, the three hours in between, perfect. We'll watch Takeover. Great, great. This guy hadn't watched wrestling in ten years. By the end of your match, he was nearly in tears. Oh, how over <laughs> it was with him. And he's now started watching it again week in week That's out. That's so excellent. It just shows you like people are buying into it so much. That's man. awesome. That's awesome. I, I find it. You know, when you just said as well about the creative liberties. Now, it's like obviously so much is being said right now of all the podcasts and things mm-hmm. of creativity and and how much you get of that on the main roster. Is there any? Tri- at all in NXT in terms of like going up to the main roster and losing the you know the special kind of place you have in NXT like would, you know some people not not want to leave that because obviously there's WrestleMania sure. in the main roster or something but there's obviously that balance of where it's kind of like this paradise of wrestling in NXT right right it's a different beast <laughs> in, in I main like roster it's tough kind of <laughs> it's tough to word it like like of course um, I believe and I know a lot of the guys there uh, who are in NXT um, we absolutely love it. 
Like, like we're we're not thinking, gosh, I can't wait to get to the main roster. We're enjoying what we're doing, the stories that we're telling. But, of course, a lot of us as well want to eventually take the step to Raw or SmackDown. But the big thing is I don't look at it as uh, you're moving up or you're upgrading. It's just another brand that you're going to. That's how strongly me and Johnny and Champa and everyone feels about NXT. And you've seen guys coming in the other direction Absolutely. recently. Absolutely, right, right. And I really like that. I think if a guy is not getting the the push that he wants or maybe deserves on the main roster or a girl isn't then bring them back getting back involved in NXT and you can see them doing something getting another opportunity yeah 100% because there are guys too and don't get me wrong a lot of our guys you could put them on any brand and they would be successful but uh, NXT fans are definitely it's, it's starting to morph and become one but they are a little bit different than, than the Raw and SmackDown fans so some, some characters or some guys may work better in, in other brands uh, can I just say as well, Dr. Britt Baker put on a hell of a performance. I know right? she did. I was there. That's why I mentioned oh, it. Oh, great, great, right? great. So I went to see it. Um, so proud of her. Uh, yeah, I was so proud say, of her. Just, just a little word on that, really, because like, it's obviously cool. I mean, we all know how hard it is with all the travel. Sure. To work in different companies. That it must be cool to see her flourish on the big stage. Unbelievable. Like so you know, Britt, and she's going to kill me, but I think she's been wrestling close to four years now, um, and she works so incredibly hard at anything she does. I mean, she's a doctor. So she's a she's a dentist and then uh, wrestles on the weekends. So for her to get this cool opportunity and get to wrestle on a cool stage like that was really a lot of fun for me. I'm so proud of her. And obviously you know those guys from your time in Japan and sure. stuff. And you know, you you can trust yeah. them that they were gonna that they were gonna give her those right. opportunities. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just finally, what next for you? Because you're now sitting here with the title. Mm-hmm. It feels like the Johnny stuff's done now. So is there anyone on the current NXT roster that you want to work with? Anyone that you look at who is out there in the world of indies and you think that's that would be... We could put an amazing program Well, together. there's a... I mean, there's so many talented guys. Uh, you know, to have a... Uh, to wrestle the Velveteen Dream in a big feature match, to wrestle uh, Matt Riddle on a takeover, to wrestle Pete Dunne. I mean, there, there's so many guys you could list. But my goal for NXT is I've got the NXT championship. Now we need to get Roderick Strong, the North American championship, Bobby Fish and Kyle, the tag team championships, so we can for sure go down as the greatest faction in NXT history. We want that moment, that evolution moment. Oh, we need it. Armageddon. We need it. I am all. Yeah. Well, we oh, should. We shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I am all over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't keep Adam here any longer, should no, we? No, With the rain oh. spitting oh. us down. This seemed like well, such a good on. idea at the start, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> here. I love it. It's cooling us down. It's cooling us down. <laughs> Adam Cole, thank you very much for joining us and talking. Thank you. Program. It's a pleasure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Adam Cole with us at Download Festival. A delightful chap. And really, like, 
The loveliest moment for me of the weekend, John, was later seeing one of the PR guys who said to us, oh, spoke to Adam afterwards. He said he really enjoyed the interview he did when he was sat outside. It's like, oh, how lovely. That was you guys. That Maybe was he could guys. smell the vegan sushi as well, which I saw Trent Seven <laughs> raving about. Uh, he's looking in great shape, Trent Seven, by the way. There's, there's, a, there's a brilliant angle with Mustache Mountain coming up on TV, which... I obviously, no spoilers, as always, when we go to NXT UK tapings, but they had a really great angle, which just teased off last night's NXT UK, where they talked about the tag match they've got coming up in two weeks. It builds off of that that tag title match. Um, And yeah, between his, A, his acting, which is superb, his selling is wonderful, but also he looked in fantastic shape. I I, I didn't get a chance to to catch up with him while we were there, but um, yeah, always a big fan, obviously. It must be hard for you when you're when you're literally in a tag team with a man that's been on the front of like muscle and fitness or whatever. <laughs> Men's health, yeah. <laughs> Men's health. Who's not only like fifteen years younger than you, but also is in incredible shape. It's like you having to do this podcast with me. That's what you're saying. Not quite. quite. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on from WWE. There's quite a few other bits and pieces to get in. Uh, And then, as you say, tomorrow's show will be Matt Riddle and a Stomping Grounds preview. Uh, Three bits of AEW news. Um, The uh, AEW's event uh, all out, sold out in 15 minutes. Uh, The August 31st event at the Sears Centre claimed that there were over 60,000 people in line at one point, that over 74,000 people attempted to buy tickets. Suggestion being that, oh, maybe they could sell out a full size, you know, stadium type event. Um, Hangman Page against Chris Jericho for the championship and John Moxley against Kenny Omega. The only matches confirmed at the moment. Uh, but yeah, no surprise really to see that sell out so quickly. Uh, we've had confirmation of who's going to be joining the Lucha Bros in place of Pack at Fighter Fest. It's going to be Laredo Kid out of uh, AAA, who is a special special talent and was involved when um uh, when they picked when they picked up the tag belts the young brothers the uh, the young bucks young brothers young bucks when they picked <laughs> young up brothers. the the triple a tag belts <laughs> eric um, and uh, Darren. <laughs> um that and then tony khan's great interview with stone cold if you've not heard that yet stone cold doing his first podcast for six months as i said confirmed it'd be a touring company confirmed there would be a women's tag title as well as a singles title um that from tnt in the fall it'd be two hours the show not three hours you know doing the hail marys as we speak uh aw just just killing it this week yeah absolutely i had some exciting things coming um i, I just I, I just i think I, I hope that it stays with with the sort of double or nothing it was it just seemed very fresh and it just seemed very uh familiar but different if that makes sense and i, I hope they carry on with that with these uh, next few events that are coming up um because i think it'll get to a stage won't it where one of the events isn't quite as lives up to the hype, possibly. This is me putting my really negative spin on this, but you know what I mean? One of the events eventually won't be this incredible thing. They've had two amazing things that everyone's raved about, and one of them will be just all right. And I think that that, will, that time will come, and it will be interesting to see you know, how they deal with, with a show that's, you know, it's fine, but it possibly didn't live up to the hype like the rest have. Um, but I think these ones coming up are just going to be incredible. And I just I just like how they're not just doing that uh, TNA model that we talked about before where they just signed all the ex-WWE people. Mm-hmm. They, and they are going and finding these other people from other promotions, other countries, up-and-coming people, you know, 
who to put Jimmy Havoc on TV, you know, having seen Jimmy Havoc bleeding from the eyebrow against a very small angry man from Essex. But, you know, they've done it. <laughs> Uh, and you know and it works and I'm sure you know as you said he's going to go on to do great things with them and yeah I'm I'm very excited about it but um, there, w- there will be a time where, where one of the events doesn't live up to it and it'll be interesting to see you know how they deal with that and how they push forward they're, they're in a really interesting spot right now you look at this fighter fest coming up um, uh, on June 29th we know that the TV show isn't coming till after all out which is at the end of August we know that they can use these next two events, the Fighter Fest and the Fight for the Fallen in uh, in, all, in Jacksonville, uh, as like events to set up and start sorting storylines. But at the same time, much like the last event, you will have one or two matches where there is a clear existing storyline, and they will play on that. And clearly, when you take Cody and Dustin as the prime example, when there is a storyline, they will work it well. But also. When there aren't necessarily storylines like SEU against uh, the OEW, OWE guys, then they can just take it as an opportunity to showcase. Like It's like a massive indie show. They can just be like, look, there's not a like, huge amount of justification for this match, but we're just going to do an awesome match and do lots of high spots and make it really cool. So at the moment, they're kind of in that perfect spot where they're not just too behooven to their own booking. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go once it becomes weekly TV. But I'm... I'm positive right now, and as some people have said to us, you know, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan because all this competition will do is is sharpen everyone. You know, iron sharpens iron, and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a positive thing. Right, uh, any good wrestling happening is good for wrestling, isn't it? Let's face it. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk about Matt Rizzle and you know <laughs> align with him and what he thinks about uh, Super Showdown. Although I have to say. If you've not seen Botchamania this week, it is quite funny. Ooh, they have overlaid. <laughs> they've overlaid Matt Riddle talking about it oh, God. Uh, while it happens. Well, yeah, you, you'll get Matt Riddle's funny. thoughts on Goldberg uh, and Lesnar and everyone in tomorrow's show. Um, there's also a big Ring of Honor event coming up next weekend. We'll preview this in more depth on next week's show because uh, our good friend Mark from Ring of Honor has got in touch with us, offered us up a couple of guests ahead of their best in the world promo uh, promotion in Baltimore, back in their their home state, back in their home arena. Some really good matches set up for it. Uh, so you know, keep an eye out on that. The six man tag match with Lifeblood uh, and PJ Black against Villain Enterprises, Marty's Girl, PCO, and Brody King. Absolutely love that. Uh, Dalton castle against dragon lee we've seen what dragon lee can do in new japan and dalton castle seems back to full fitness flip gordon against roosh it looks really exciting Cyrus young and jonathan gresham two older blokes going in a pure rules match which is a throwback to the old ring of honor pure rules championship absolutely love that there's there's loads to get excited about on this card so we'll be doing that in a bit more depth next week uh there's some new japan stuff to talk about as well before we sign off Oh, yes. Uh, for, oh, yeah. First of all, Gado has not stepped down from his position in any way, shape or form. The, be- the best booker in the world, as many will consider him right now. It was all a load of nonsense, apparently. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That was just, was that just internet tosh, Will? Apparently, it was just internet tosh. Um, there's also, oh, right. I, I've not been following Kazuna Road at the moment. It's kind of off the back of Best of the Super Juniors and Dominion. I tend to take a little break from New Japan, but 
um, there is a really exciting on Tuesday's Kazuna Road event. Uh, they are there are a couple of British title matches closing the show. So they've got uh, Zack Saber Junior going up against uh, Yoshihashi for the Rev Pro UK Undisputed Heavyweight Championship, and El Fantasmo taking on Taguchi for the Cruiserweight Championship. So some uh, some Rev Pro, some British representation on the New Japan shows, which I love. But they did uh, they did announce the G One Climax Twenty Nine A and B block. So. For people who aren't familiar with the G1, it's their big yearly tournament. They do it in two blocks, block A and block B, and everyone faces everyone once, and then the the top guys go off against each other in a finals. Um, what's exciting, I think, is there's a lot of fresh faces this year. Jeff Cobb to uh, Tagaki, Kenta, Taichi, Will Ospreay stepping up to the, the heavyweight, Archer. Um, I think it's really interesting. They, they've put... John Moxley into the B block, which I mean, there are some great matches in there. There's no, there's very few weak links. Yeah, you know, John Moxley against Shingo, I really want to see John Moxley against uh, Tomohiro Ishii. The rematch with Juice Robinson. Uh, John Moxley against Naito is really exciting. But block A with Osprey and Kenta plus Akada, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Zack Saber Jr., Evelyn Sonada. Bad luck, Farley. You know, there is some big, big names in that block. It feels a little bit like they've kept Moxley away from the likes of Okada, the likes of Tanahashi, the likes of Ibushi, so they can sit those match, leaves them on the table for like a future date. It makes sense to do that, though, surely. Like, you know, he, whoever he's against now is going to be a match that a lot of people who are maybe new to New Japan go out of their way to watch. So why not put him against some of the lesser known? I know they're still quite big names in themselves, but one of them, some of the more of the lesser known names, because it's only going to improve the other people he's against in terms of their, you know, um, exposure to, to new audiences. And it saves him from having those big fights that he's going to have down the line, surely as New Japan goes on. Uh, you know, they can put that on bigger shows on, on, on different sort of feuds. There, there was a thing online I saw yesterday that said that um, he, there's an issue with him being able to perform in America on the first day, which is why they thought they maybe put him in Group B as mm-hmm. well. Um, I don't know if that's just convenient, really. I mean, I think your theory of separating him from some of those names is probably has probably more credibility, I would imagine. Yeah, um, but, but you could imagine that they were like, right, we've got to keep him separate from those names, but also we can't have him fighting in Dallas because supposedly he does have AEW exclusivity in America. That's certainly what Tony Khan told us when we were out in the States. So, you know, the A block, the first night, you're going to get Akada Tanahashi, which is unbelievable. Kenta gets his tournament underway against uh, Kota Ibushi. You get Sonada against Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay against Lance Archer. Evil against Bad Luck Fale, plus four undercard matches. So if you're going to the G1 like launch in da- in Dallas, Texas on July 6th, there's so many great matches in there. And then they get underway properly from July 13th onwards after that with uh, Moxie taking on Taichi on the first night of the B block. But yeah, I, I think that the A block we're going to see a real, like, it's going to be a real war. I think there'll be a lot of people in and around the 500 area with just one, two, maybe three who managed to raise above the group. Um, but the B block, I, I can't decide which way they're going to go with it. You know, Jay White in there, maybe Shingo, they'll continue his build, which also helps to build how good Will Ospreay's been. I mean, Moxley himself, I think he'll be up near the top, but I don't think we'll qualify for the finals is my belief i don't think they'll want him going for the title on wrestle kingdom or anything no. like that quite yet 
plus the full TV schedule coming. I, I, it's do you know what? It's just there's maybe one or two names I would like to have seen who've who've been left out, but overall, I think it's the best top to bottom lineup they've had in recent years. And when you consider that's coming off the back of losing so much talent uh, when they lost the Young Bucks and Kenny, etc. Top-tier talent. I, I think it's brilliant. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. Just look at those names. It's just absolutely stacked, isn't it? Uh, right. That's. I think that rounds us up for this show. Nice tight one. Uh, we'll have another pod tomorrow oh. with Matt Riddle. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Oh, the Matt Stomping Riddle Grounds story. The Will preview. Gavin, the Will Gavin <laughs> bonding with Matt Riddle story. <laughs> Can't wait for a bit of that. Uh, it's really not that exciting. This has been massively oversold. <laughs> but still download the show tomorrow. <laughs> Give us some love at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, as as usual, um, you know, rate and subscribe and all those good things. Cause and it, tell your friends, come on. You've got, you know that if you're into your graps, you've got some graps buddies. Get your graps There's buddies gra- you've, downloading our show. Everyone's got a show. graps WhatsApp. Everyone's got a graps WhatsApp group. Just pop the link in there and... See if they like it. I have about four Graps WhatsApps uh, <laughs> groups going That's on. That's because you're four four times as uh, a mark as everyone else. <laughs> Trust me, I met some people at Download this weekend. Uh, in fact, the last word for, uh, for, for, for Download this past weekend, I want to put in the hands of a guy that I met when we were in the tent. So this was for the Sunday evening. And the main event was something I can't tell you because it's a spoiler. I was just trying to think if it was a dark match, but the main event was actually a um was was a a match which will feature on TV in a few weeks time. Uh, a brilliant singles bout where others got involved as well, where there was a really good kind of post-match angle as well where it was full of drama, excitement, a really popping crowd. And I met a guy called Campbell, Scottish guy, who literally wandered into the tent by accident because it started raining for the main event. And he walked over to me and he went, did you know wrestling was on? And I was like, yeah, mate, it's why I'm here. And he went, I have never seen a wrestling match in my life. That was better than Anthrax! Uh, Which was the best thing that anyone said to me all weekend. Wrestling, the band, not the better uh, than anthrax. Substance. <laughs> yeah, I think people got that context, or at least I hope they did. I was, I was just checking. Um, I, I love your Scottish accent. You've really brought him to life. <laughs> yeah, it was dreadful. I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Back tomorrow with Matt Riddle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.